Hello, everyone. My name is Kieran Kodetala. I'm your host on the podcast, Eliminate Higher Education. I have a very exciting and innovative guest on the podcast, Kartik Venkatesh. Kartik Venkatesh is a Chief Information Officer at Walden University, where he focuses on improving the educational technology and student experience, as well as faculty and staff through data analysis, data integration, API management, and product management. He has nearly 20 years of experience in using technology to transform businesses and in creating technology platform for schools and other businesses and establishing optimal operations focused on improving the customer and student experiences. Previously, Mr. Venkatesh has served as the Senior Director of Information Technology at Laureate International Universities and served in technology roles with TIPCO, Dell EMC, Bearing Point, T-Mobile, and Siemens. Karthik, welcome to Illuminated Higher Education Podcast. Kiran, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here today, and I'm excited for the discussion that we're going to have. Excellent. I can't even imagine what it's like working for Walden University, which is one of the leading universities supporting adult education, lifelong learning by using the best of breed tools and technologies. So as chief information officer, you're kind of at the helm of it all, right? Because you're kind of managing not only the technology aspect of it, but also the student experience, the faculty efficiency, and the administrative overall ecosystem, if you will. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, what your day in the life of Karthik Venkatesh looks like? Absolutely, Karen. From a technology perspective, I'll start by saying that Walden being a fully online university requires a level of techno focus on technology that, you know, traditionally you might not see in other places. A day in the life typically involves, you know, we, you know split into three different areas. Area one is continuing to focus on us, our students being the center. We do it day in and day out. We focus on it and it's a very conscious discussion with the with my leadership team, with all of the partners that we work with, our academic partners, our business partners. We do that on a daily basis. We focus on that on a daily basis. And there are various initiatives that uh, the university is championing to continue to enhance the student experience. We do it on a daily basis, as I mentioned before. The second area is essentially looking at our technology operations. I think um, ensuring and focusing on how the foundation of technology is driving, again, going back to the, the student experience. It's, it's, it's very important that we do that. We have been very conscious in the last few years, for example, moving to the cloud, having the ability to pivot, having the nimbleness to introduce new capabilities. And this has essentially driven our focus and they've driven the direction of making sure that we can introduce new things and new types of technologies for furthering our, what our students feel uh, when they come and experience with Walden. I think the third area is uh, innovation, and that's and that's again a very conscious and very focused area for for the university, both uh, from a university leadership perspective, but also from a technology perspective. And there is a tremendous amount of new things, new technologies, new capabilities that we continue to explore, and we continue to drive uh, to test to see how any of these can continue to further the student experience. From a day-to-day -day basis, those are the three areas that, that I constantly focus on to keep us moving forward. Yeah, that's amazing, right? In a lot of ways, each university has kind of become 
like Walden in the last one and a half year because of COVID. But the cool thing about Walden is that you were there 20 years ago and the focus on using technology for learning delivery, using technology for student experiences, using technology for innovating the classrooms or the dorm rooms, if you will, if you have dorms, is important. You know, your role as chief information officer is quite exciting because that's kind of how where we function as well, because we're the data integration platform. While there's a lot of people that are building a better learning management system, better student success platform. We act as the underbelly, if you will, as the data integration or API integration platform. But can we talk a little bit about that? Because in a lot of ways, I think when you look at the growth of education, there's a lot of focus on the next app for, you know, I don't know, laundry management. There's next app for student dorms, next app for student learning. But in all these examples, what gets lost is the need and power of technology to support these apps and also the need and power of integration to support all these initiatives. Can you talk about the role of technology for higher education and also the role of data if you want to drill down into it as well? Absolutely, Grant. It's one of my favorite discussion points. You know, in last year, Walden celebrated its 50th anniversary. We've been 50 years doing distance learning and online. And so being online is something that is second nature for us. And to your point, a lot of it has been driven by technology. One thing you know, we internally discuss and focus on is the notion of we want to create, from a student-centered perspective, we want to create an ecosystem of support and an ecosystem of learning. We call it an ecosystem. If you really look at it, it's, it's essentially the point you made. It's not just about one app. It's not about one system. It's not about you know, uh, one portal. It's about the interaction of the student with the university. That could be something major as in going to the learning management system, but that could be something minor or as a series of micro experiences that students come in and touch and, and feel. And this is supported by a variety of different departments in the university. It becomes paramount for us to be able to make the students feel like they are connecting with the university and not necessarily connecting with individual departments. And the way we have achieved that is by focusing on essentially, as you said, having a very strong focus on how we integrate systems. We essentially have started with the conversation of the integration should be a piece of product. So we have, an, we have a mindset of a product-centric integration. So we have the notion of API products. We build API products that facilitate and make data available to any of the different channels through various backend systems. What this has done for us essentially is essentially enabled us to become very nimble and fast because once we have built one API product, it has essentially allowed different end teams, different departments to be able to reuse that information. By doing that, we kind of call it that ecosystem of support because it is driving a unified support strategy for the university, for our students, so that it is the students has the most um, easiest form of experience when they connect with in any form of support. Plus, it has also enabled our um, multiple channel or omni-channel or uh, experiences because now you can either call us, you can, you can text us, you can chat with us, you can chat to our chatbot, and basically, all of these channels have access to the same information. 
and which essentially means that the student is consistently uh, getting the right information, the right time that applies to them. So that's the, I would say the ecosystem of support side. If you pivot to the ecosystem of learning side, the principle is similar. You know, the students uh, have different way, means of learning. You can, they would want to use a computer. Some, sometimes they might want to use a mobile and other, other types of interactions. And so we have essentially focused on en enabling that piece as well by allowing our students to get access to their uh, information from different channels as well. Kind of pivoting to the data question that you asked, you know, it is a very, very strategic focus for us from uh, being generate, developing that personalized and contextual experience by making sure we understand the students deeply, we understand what they have done, uh, we understand what the last interaction they had with us, we, and, and, and bringing all these different things together to be able to produce for our students what makes sense for them from an experience perspective. So there's a tremendous amount of focus in how we bring all this data together, how we understand and correlate our data. And then the furthering that a little bit is also starting to uh, looking at things like machine learning and AI to further potentially anticipate what, our, what issues our students might face based on where they are and what they have done and trying to help, you know, get in front of it to, to make sure that our students never have the have the experience of going through an issue which they have to report versus us anticipating that something might happen and be proactively reaching out to them. So I think those are the key foundations from which the technology teams have, have focused on uh, to continue to drive that you know, experience for our students and, and the experience for our staff and faculty as well. Everything you're talking about is very consistent with what we are hearing as well. It's just that because Walden has this 50 years focus on correspondence learning or that morphed into online learning, and now you're doing more and more things like competency-based and personalized education, you have a little bit of a leg up. But I like the way you structured it as an ecosystem of learning, ecosystem of support, ecosystem of tools or APIs or products, if you will, that are focused on data integration. And I think it's refreshing to see this level of uh, strategic view as of using technology to really help students, uh, whether it's learning or support on campus versus off campus. It's also exciting to hear that there's a data integration practice that is focused on the strategic initiatives. I want to talk about a couple of things you talked about, which is kind of very interesting because about this contactless campus you're talking about, right? Again, this is second nature for you because Walden University is predominantly online learning, but in a typical campus, when you go to a student union, uh, you see students standing in line in front of the registrar's office. You see students standing in line to get their parking passes. You see students standing in line or queues to get their major changed because that's kind of their first nature. It's something they're used to. But as we move into a more and more of this post-COVID campuses, we now are looking at, A, standing in line is no longer a good idea because of all the potential health risks that will come, whether it's with COVID or post-COVID. But also, it's not efficient because that means that they have to maintain administrators or interns or employees to manage that. So one of the things that we are looking at is very similar to what you're describing is a, as a contactless campus where students, instead of just 
going to the registrar's office requesting things, they will go to an omni-channel experience, search for a question, and the chatbot will respond with an answer. If the chatbot can't respond, they'll connect them to somebody via email or text. And if they can't answer it, they'll set up a Zoom meeting, just like we're sitting, to answer the question. Is that kind of similar to what you're thinking about with respect to ecosystem of support? Or are you looking at other things as well? Because I would like to drill down on that and talk about how AI and machine learning fit into that piece as well. Sure. Yes, it is It is contactless campus. For us, obviously, everything is contactless right now, as you mentioned. So it is It is in the same theme of, of thought process. But I think we are also, you know, obviously we have the notion of uh, students being able to, being able to have a channel to get information, to action on certain things. Uh, but the place where we are really focusing on now is, you know, how can we anticipate and become proactive about it? You know, the reactive side is essentially what we kind of discussed, right? Hey, students want to change if that courses, they can go and do it uh, online as opposed to standing in line. But it is student initiative. There is always a need for that, and we will continue to ha- support that. But where we are starting to really dig down a little bit more is, you know, how can we anticipate what the student might need? How do we understand that, you know, there might be certain things that they might not be aware of, but, you know, the certain indicators are pointing us that they might they might need kind of that kind of support. And that's where things like AI and machine learning comes in, uh, in terms of us anticipating and understanding. You know, it's more about checking in on the progress and checking in on the well-being of the student as opposed to anything else. Like we want to make sure that they, when they are engaged with us, they are focused. They are, when they are engaged with us, they have, they, they, they have the right, you know, they are in the right state to continue to work with us and continue to try, uh, learn with us. And so anticipating those things uh, and understanding those things are, are where we start to look at AI and machine learning. What we do with it is we, you know, we, for example, we have an, a, the notion of a digital nudge tool or digital nudge widgets. And so essentially we are, you know, we, we are proactively sending, asking a question, do you need help with this? Or we, hey, you know, do you, if you need something, you can reach out to our support teams or, hey, you can talk to a Charlotte, which is our chatbot. And so there are various forms of interactive uh, means, which based on the anticipatory details that we got, we are trying to engage our students with. We are also pushing the boundaries a little bit on, you know, how we use AI. You know, we have some uh, strong partnership with uh, large technology organizations. We essentially are currently, you know, have a pretty large and significant partnership with Google on developing a new form of AI for learning. There will be more coming out uh, in terms of announcement on that very soon. Uh, so, I, you know, at that point, absolutely happy to share more details about it. But but that there, there is some uh, very interesting and very deep, a different form of interaction for students to learn. I'll leave it at that. So, you know, we are focusing on that as well. And then the final place where we're really focusing on is how can we further the digital engagement of our students? You know, obviously that we have the traditional means. You can call in, you can email us, you can chat with us. We have a chatbot to support you. But there are there other aspects of engagement, like how can we use digital twin? type technologies to engage our students. Again, that, those kind of forms into the innovation side of things. We are, test, we are always trying and testing new things to further understand how technology, especially more greenfield technology, how does that uh, shift or enhance or improve uh, the experience that our students get when they engage with us. Hi there, I'm your host, Kiran Kuritala. 
Would you like to attend a conference with some of the leading minds in higher education? Then join us at this year's N Squared event. At this event, we'll feature presentations and panels from the leading minds in higher education. We'll feature CEOs committed to higher education and panelists like chief information officers, chancellors, and presidents at leading universities and colleges. To learn more about this in-person event in Atlanta, check out nsquared.events. That's N-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D dot events. I live in the space myself, right? My full-time job is to run a company called End-to-End Services, which is focused on data integration. And one of the areas, I broke down our innovations in multiple areas. One is on the student experiences where we work with uh, companies like Mordo Labs to build mobile applications that allow students to register for courses, pay their bills, check their holes. That's more reactive, like you're describing. And then we also partner with, uh, or at least data integration partner with companies like Hobson's on student success initiatives. And now we are starting to look at other things saying, you know, just like you're describing, yeah, this is all reactive, but, you know, wouldn't it be nice when a student gets admitted, they can immediately get information based on their past behavior in high school on where they potentially might fail or potentially might have trouble with and not only address it, but support them in the process of addressing it by doing digital nudges or giving them sticks or carrots, mostly carrots, and allowing the student to progress better. And I think that's where innovations come in. And definitely there's a huge scope for machine learning or AI in this process because it's all about data and you know higher education. We have a lot of data to work with. It's really amazing that you're kind of leveraging the power of technology, working with the partners, and we would love to work with you if uh, if there's a role for end-to-end to play in this process. But switching topics a little bit and talking about student experiences. We talked a little bit about the contactless campus. We talked a little bit about the innovations. But can you talk a little bit about how is it Walden University's typical classroom different than a typical college, right? Because you're mostly online and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of different things you're doing instead of just saying, well, let's just have an LMS and put some courses on it. Can you talk us a little bit about how a Walden University class is more engaging and more entertaining and most importantly, more learning centric and personalized than a typical university is? Absolutely. From a learning journey perspective, right? I think typically that journey starts with the students first coming into our Walden portal. And the Walden portal is kind of the one place from where students have get access to various different resources. That is where, you know, you have things like the Charlotte, which is, uh, which is available to you for asking questions. You have the digital nudges. And then from there, students then have access to going into our learning management platform. Our learning management platform, it provides different experiences based on the type of modality you're in. So we, for example, for course-based, we have a certain type, you know, we have essentially focused on making sure the students have access to the right resources in the LMS, which is more course-centric, discussion-centric, things of the nature. We also offer competency-based education, which has a very different learning style, as well as micro-learning or short course learning, and which has a very different learning style as well. So, you know, our content teams essentially work on making sure that one, our content is uh, very easy to consume and structured in such a way where, you know, the resources are available to you. Again, 
it's not a traditional class, right? Your class is essentially you being in a ecosystem where you have access to these resources. I think the second part of this is essentially the focus on collaboration and making sure that, you know, because we are online, collaboration is a very important aspect of, uh, of student engagement. And so ensuring that students have access to the right advisor to work with, the right support person to work with, the right faculty and, and making sure I have the interaction with the faculty. I think all of these, we try, we have put a lot of effort to make sure it's as easier for our students to get access to in terms of uh, um, making sure, you know, the, the communication is easy, the interaction is easy. Uh, I think the, the last piece is we continue to innovate and transform our content itself in how are we presenting this content? How are we making sure it is modern? How are we making sure it is interactive? There is a deep focus within the organization to continue to do that and do that on an iterative basis. So that's where the students always have access to the most relevant thing that they, they would uh, in terms of when they, when they are doing the learning journey with us. In addition to that, we have also focused on some non-traditional forms of learning. For example, our College of Social Work introduced virtual reality as a, as a platform for learning where students can actually go in and practice all of their field experience through virtual reality. I mean, the, the virtual reality is, is real, meaning it's real people who are re reacting in a certain way and the students have to make a choice on how they would interact with this person. Very real in terms of how, what social workers do. And so in doing that, that again was a Google partnership uh, a few years ago, which we, which we are now starting to roll out in, in, at scale. That's again, just uh, hones in on the, on the aspect of uh, we, are, we continue to innovate on how better we can get our students in terms of, and, and how easy it is to access. Because this VR offering, for example, is a very asynchronous. So you don't have to be in a facility. You don't have to, you, know, you can do it at your home as long as you have a smartphone. You can do it at your home, which which essentially also helped a, a lot, especially when COVID came along, because now we, we are not asking our students to go anywhere. They can actually do it at home, for example. So that's just one, one of the examples. We have some similar other uh, types of uh, digitally rich interactive options, synchronous. There are synchronous, there's a synchronous style. There's an asynchronous style, as, as I mentioned. There are also other types of interactions we are exploring now, uh, again, going into the R&D side of things. Uh, which will, uh, and as they start to mature, it will be very interesting to see, you know, how that get adopted by our, by our students as well. Great. I've heard a lot of good stories in, about virtual reality and leveraging the power of VR for a classroom, enhancing the classroom experience. You know, I think there's there's some focus right now on making learning more like you know, build your own adventure type books that we are used to where you take this path and you enter another domain. And if you take this path and enter another domain, when you start doing analysis about the effect and consequences, right? When you look at, you know, if what if the temperature of Earth changes by one degree, you'll enter another domain and you can build all of that using VR. So I really appreciate what Walden is doing there to make it as interactive, as engaging and personalized as possible. But everything you talked about so far, it looks like you are a technologist that is focused on higher education, but also you understand learning itself. I would like to hear your backstory about, you know, what made you commit yourself to higher education? Uh, was that an accident or was that like a deliberate process? I would love to hear that story. I think I would go back and say, you know, obviously I came into this country as a student myself. 
and went through the through the journey of uh, going through learning, uh, being part of a campus, being part of a community. It, to me, it was a amazing experience because I would say that was one of my most formative years, as I tell tell my people. Not only because of my experience, you know, learning, it was also the collaboration, the, the interaction, and among other things. I was very drawn to that. Plus, many of my uh, close family members are in education as well, as well. So there is a little bit of background as of that as well. So. Uh, that that's how it started. Obviously, I, I didn't once once I started, I didn't really say, "Hey, I'm going to get into education." Uh, I think it was more a pathway that got me there. I was primarily doing uh, consulting, mostly in the M&A mergers and acquisition and system integration space. I actually came into Laureate Education in 2009. The company was going through a major uh, transformation and came in as a system integration person, and I, I, I kind of started working here. What I have experienced since then is how technology and especially the connectivity of data, how deeply that impacts what students do. And that to me was a highlight in terms of, hey, I can actually use my background to bring these things together, bring information together, and it impacts what students do with the university in such a way. It was very visible. And it was very impactful. That to me was when I when I said to myself, "This hey, this is an area where you know, especially with Walden's mission and uh, how where how where they are focused and our ability to bring these things together and make it better, you know, it is basically what kind of brought me. And that was a critical moment for me. And uh, you know, I kind of think about hey, the technology transformation is driving learning. Technology transformation is driving our mission." And it's, you know, it's not in every industry you can say that. And I think that's kind of where I kind of am fortunate to, I accidentally came into this space, but I am very, very fortunate. And I feel that it, it was a great thing that I was able to do it. And I'm excited to continue to drive and use technology as a vehicle to bring more and more things together. And, 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 and hopefully that helps our students experience simple and yes, you, as a technologist, you know, anything simple is hard in, behind the scene. And so our goal is to make things as simple as we can. And I think that's, that's what we want, want to be focused. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think our journeys kind of intersect in the fact that I came to US to do my master's myself uh, at the University of Illinois. Um, I had a fortune of working with their IT department while I was a student as a grad assistant. And since then, I was just you know, a guy behind the closet, if you will, connecting the dots or connecting the wires, if you will. And I absolutely agree with you. The data integration can is the only way out of this mess of, you know, SaaS products or ERPs connecting to ER, CRMs or other systems. And just the fact that we are entering into this uh, completely cloud native world. And I think you're right to think that data integration is key for student success, student experiences, and the holistic campus productivity, if you will. So it's good to hear, to hear your story and definitely I'm proud of how far you've come uh, being chief information officer and innovative officer of Walden University. Speaking of innovation, let's talk about that, right? Because I think, I think Walden is already at the forefront of innovations with all the way you're 
modeling or remodeling the student experiences, remodeling student learning. Can you talk to me a little bit about uh, where higher education will be five, 10 years from now and uh, what your visions are for Walden University as well? Sure. I think from my perspective, uh, and obviously higher education is an area which which is, you know, I would say going through a little bit of a transformation itself, you know, especially as as we have seen in the last two years, you know, the pivot to online, the pivot to more forms of learning. So I think there will definitely be a need for constant innovation for our students and employers, which obviously Walden is focused on, but higher education as a general, we need to do. There will be a need for the connectivity between the university and the employer. And one is how the university and the employer start to bridge the gaps a little bit, but how can how technology can drive that as well? Enabling the, the employers to see and feel the skills that the students have gained, I think will become an important part and employers will start to expect that. You know, obviously, you know, from a Walden perspective, we are starting to do that. We are focusing, we have these large partnerships with, we are focusing Google and other companies, you know, where we are understanding or trying to build experiences that will cater to that as well. I also think that education will start to become um, more omni-channel centric. You know, the personalization will come from not just one area, it could come from multiple areas. And I kind of touch on that micro, micro experiences concept, which is, you know, you can start here, go there, you know, go to another place and you, you as a consumer of education, would want that continuity that you today see in things like the Netflix of the world. You know, that again goes back to the data integration layer and the ecosystem that we discussed, right? That is what would become, be needed to lay the foundation for that. We will see, in my opinion, the push of access to learning in non-traditional ways. Will students start to expect uh, that we, they can learn in VR? Do students start to expect, expect that they actually have their own personal advisor helping them 24-7? You know, those kinds of experiences, I think, is, is uh, well, in my opinion, in the next five, 10 years, as, as the consumer side starts to expand into those things, there would be an exp- expectation that our, you know, the, the education side starts to expand into those things as well. I, I see the bridge between consumer consumer experiences and higher education or learning experience co- collapse, and there'd be that one one expectation as a as a consumer of learning uh, that this there should be no difference between this and this. A lot of it will become technology centric or technology driven, I should say, as um, more and more students become digital native, and and, and that trend is not going to go away. There is this need for education to bridge that, bridge to that digital native experiences, and all of that is going to be driven by technology and technology that's there today, and technology that's coming in the next few years. And I think the combination of all these things kind of you know puts uh, this the, the onus on universities to focus on how they use technology, what their transformation goals are would need to be. And how can they ensure that they have the right foundation in place to continue to drive that, uh, drive the need that the students are going to show us in the next next few years? 
That's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think the change in learning models from moving it to predominantly immersive to more of a blended flipped classroom and personalized education is going to be key. But, you know, just like you described, but they are also going to occur in parallel with other ways to supplement that by making, adding tools like VR, adding tools like AI, adding tools like a personalized competency-based education platform. And to complement all of that, obviously you need the infrastructure services that will make the student experience more holistic through omni-channel experiences or contactless campus experiences, or um, you know maybe more like game-based or app-based learning. This is all amazing. I've certainly enjoyed talking every second of this conversation and you have a wealth of knowledge to provide. I would welcome you to join the podcast anytime and talk in a lot more detail. Karthik, thank you so much for your time and spending your quality time with us this morning. It was a pleasure to be here. I I enjoyed our discussion as well. I always get passionate about how technology can continue to drive transformation uh, in higher education. So I was excited to be here and share some of the things that we are doing. Uh, look forward to connecting with you again. Thank you. I'll post some links about Kartik and Walden University in the, in the show notes. Listeners, uh, you can reach out to me so that you can get more information on that or look at the links to get the information. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Illuminate Higher Education, sponsored by End-to-End Services and our Illuminate app. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share this episode with your network. You can learn more about Illuminate App at illuminateapp.com and continue the conversation with us there. If there are any topics you'd like us to discuss further, please email them to us at podcast at n2n services.com that's podcast at n number two and services.com thank you